It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And I'm Graham, editor VK4BB. We will be having news out of RSGB, NZART, the ARRL, Alara, right here in Australia. In fact, this weekend, a special call sign operating out of VK7 with special interest group news this week. Bruce VK3 Triple F and also Cole VK3 GTV again. And in Rewind, John Knox VK4 FJRK with Rewind and a look at the shuttle program. And finally, in the social scene, once again, a reminder of a very important and something a little different ham radio gathering. It happens this coming week and it happens from the Hunter region, but is available worldwide. So buckle up, we have that plus much, much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. We are VK1 WIA. Now, international news with VK2 LAW Jason. Hello. Leading this week's international news from Region 1, UBA, Royal Belgian Amateur Radio Union, has been advised by their regulator. The amateur radio service in Belgium now has access to the frequency range 40.660 to 40.690 MHz on a secondary basis for holders of a Class A operating certificate, i.e. the Harrick licence. Quite a few conditions are in place, including a power limit of 5 watts CRP, a bandwidth limit of 3 kHz, and it'll not only be mandatory to keep a logbook in which all transmissions are noted, but at the end of each year, a holder must submit his logbook to BIPT, their regulator. This is an important development as Belgium now joins Ireland, Echo India, Slovenia, Sierra 5, and South Africa, Zulu Sierra, with official amateur radio allocations on the 40 MHz band. UK radio fans launch petition to save BBC's long-wave service. Radio fans in the UK are raising their voices and a petition to convince the BBC to keep a long-standing favourite radio service. We hear about their efforts from Amateur Radio Newsline and Jeremy Boot, Golf 4 November, Juliet Hotel. A petition drive has been launched to press the BBC to reverse its plans to take its longwave service on 198 kilohertz off the air by the 31st of March 2024. The BBC made the announcement in May 2022 that it was closing its longwave transmitter, describing it as a dying technology. According to the petitioners on the Change.org website, the single long-wave transmitter at Droitwich is efficient, covering most of the UK and Northern Europe. It is viewed as one of the more historic features of the BBC, and its planned shutdown would come a mere six months before it marked its 90 years on the air. The Change.org petitioners call it, quote, a historic radio lifeline, close quotes. BBC Radio 4 has already begun a public information campaign to convince listeners to make the change from Longwave to the broadcaster's other platforms. Those platforms are expected to carry many of the programmes now on Radio 4 Longwave, including Test Match Special, Yesterday in Parliament, Shipping Forecast and the Daily Church Service. The BBC has been following listeners' trend towards favouring digital radio and has acknowledged on its website that a wide range of alternative listening services have become available. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. To Region 2, on-air special events celebrates 56 years of Handy Ham program. 
tomorrow, Monday, September 11, as part of the 2023 Handy Ham Radio Camp, they'll be conducting a special event QSO party to honour the 56th anniversary of the Courage Kenny Handy Ham program. The goal is to work as many stations as possible throughout the United States and beyond on both SSB and CW on 10, 15, 20 and 40 metres from 1600 to 2100 UTC. Using both Whiskey Zero Zulu Sierra Whiskey and Whiskey Zero Echo Quebec Oscar, two call signs with a rich history in the Handy Ham program. The Courage Kenny Handy Ham program helps people with disabilities earn their amateur radio licence and get on the air. The goal is to assist in all aspects of life while promoting STEM-related activities. Since 1967, the Handy Ham mission has been to empower people with disabilities to reach their full potential in every aspect of life. Radio Shack's new owner plots old comeback strategy. Radio Shack has been acquired by El Salvador-based Unicoma Group with a plan to overhaul its website and add new programs driven by its heritage in technological innovation for franchised operators. Radio Shack will seek to establish an Amazon.com storefront and revive franchise development. Founded in 1921 to provide equipment for amateur ham radio operators, Radio Shack now has 400 stores worldwide, down from a peak of over 7,000 in 2003. And to news from Region 3, Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 disappeared in 2014 carrying 239 passengers, with its final resting place remaining a mystery. However, amateur radio technology may have found it, according to a new news story attributed to mirror.co.uk dated September 1, 2023. It's believed flight MH370 could be found about 1,560 kilometres west of Perth thanks to the Amateur Radio Technology Weak Signal Propagation Reporter, or WSPR. WSPR was used by researchers to track the Boeing 777's flight path for six hours after contact was lost. In a new 229-page report, the team say the results represent credible new evidence. It aligns with analysis by Boeing and drift analysis by the University of Western Australia of debris recovered around the Indian Ocean. The final resting place is slightly north of previous estimates. The researchers said together with the data, a comprehensive picture of the final hours can be collated. Flight MH370 was diverted into the Indian Ocean, where it crashed of fuel exhaustion at some point after the last signal after midnight. At the time of writing, MH370 has still not been found, despite extensive surface and underwater searches. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Quite a lot of increased activity has been heard through the week from the UK. Air Ambulance Week 2023 has been taking place and it ends today, Sunday the 10th of September. Lots of amateur radio stations have been on the air to help raise awareness of the life-saving work that is carried out by the UK's ambulance charities. Then starting yesterday, the popular Churches and Chapels on the Air event, also known as CHOTA, has been taking place. Now contest-wise, Alara Contest, August 26-27. This is a reminder that if you participate in this contest, you need to submit your logs 
analogues need to be received by the contest manager by the 30th of September 2023. Email at wia.org.au. I'll have more Alara news in a sec when Catherine BK7GH joins me. The 64th Scandinavian Activity Contest will be held on 16-17 September for CW and the SSB League 14 and 15 October. Scandinavian stations, that is, Holland Islands, Denmark, Faroe Islands, Finland, Greenland, Iceland, Jan Mayen, Market Reef, Norway, Svalbard, and Bear Island and Sweden will try to work as many non-Scandinavian stations as possible, and vice versa. A great contest to maybe pick up some rather rare stations. October, Oceania Dex Contest. Phone. The first will begin in October each year, starting 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. CW. Second full weekend in October from 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. Log deadline for all phone and CW logs, 31 October. November. VHF UHF Spring Field Day. 25-26 November 0100 hours UTC Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday DX window And our first call to look for and work is Alara's VI7ALARA It's Catherine VK7GH with information about a special call sign celebrating the Alara meet to be held in Hobart on the first weekend of November Ladies interested in amateur radio from around Australia and New Zealand will be meeting up for radio-related activities, as well as meeting each other face-to-face and some exploring of the interesting places to visit around Hobart. To celebrate, we have taken out the special call sign VI7ALARA, with any YL operator in Australia invited to activate the call sign over the next three months. I am activating it this weekend, so listen out for me around the frequency 7133 on 40 metres and 14188 on 20 metres. I will also try other bands if I hear an opening and will also be hoping to make plenty of DX contacts. Any YLs who would like to activate the call sign on HF, VHF or Echolink, please contact me, vk7gh at wia.org.au for details. I also take this opportunity to remind all to submit their logs by the end of September for the Alara contest held recently. Submitting your log, no matter how small, is greatly encouraged and is a big help to the contest manager. Back to you, Felix. Thanks, Catherine. Now it's from our southern island Tasmania across to an island with an iota number of AF005. Harold, D44TWO, from Maceo, Tiago. IOTA number AF005, Cape Verde, until the 17th of September using CW, SSB and FT8 on the HF bands and 6 metres. He will also operate via the QR100 satellite. Brazil. Members of the Liga de Amadores Brasiosos de Radio Emissão, a QRV with special event call zv duo one id until today, September 9, to mark the 201st anniversary of the independence of Brazil. QSL Varela TW 
For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham. Hi, Graham, VK4BB stepping in again, and this time with net advice. It's to New Zealand and grandparents, grandkids, amateur radio net. Sunday, October the 1st, is New Zealand Grandparents Day, and at 3pm their local time, it's time for the Grandparents and Grandkids Amateur Radio Net. Peter Henderson, ZL1PX, writing in New Zealand Infoline, says every radio club in the country needs more members. Here's a chance to do something about it by creating a happy, successful memory of ham radio in your grandchild's life by inviting them to your shack and tuning into Grandparents Grandkids Net. They'll never forget the day Granddad, Grandma talked on the radio with them and eventually that may lead some of them to join NZART and a local club. So, how is it run? Invite your grandkids over for a midday meal. After it's cleaned away, get them in the shack and introduce them to grandparents, grandkids, amateur radio net. A net leader will call in for check-ins at 3pm when all families are checked in Every participant will get a chance to describe their grandparent or grandchild on a friendly ham radio connection with such topics as What does my granddad, grandma like to do? What does my granddaughter, grandson like to do? Two metre repeaters will be used for each New Zealand region. A great idea from the land of the long white cloud. Who listens to radio? Hi, I'm Graham, VK3GRK in sunny Bendigo. I'm David, VK4 Delta November. I'm Giles, VK5 Golf Kilo. Brad Peters, VK6BAP. Hello, this is Luke, VK3 Hotel Juliet. Steve, VK4SJH. Rewind. July marked the 12th anniversary of the last space shuttle mission. Ham astronauts operated amateur radio in space on a number of shuttle missions, providing many with their first opportunity to contact an astronaut actually in space. An opportunity still actively pursued today through amateur radio on the International Space Station. Over three decades, the five NASA space shuttles were launched on 135 flights to orbit. The shuttles collectively travelled more than 537 million miles and spent more than three and a half years in orbit. 355 people flew aboard the shuttles, including Sally Ride, the first American woman to fly in space. Her first mission was aboard the Challenger in 1983. Missions averaged about 10 days, with the shortest two days, six hours, and the longest 17 days, 15 hours. Mission objectives included building the International Space Station, carrying large satellites to space, and maintaining equipment like the Hubble Space Telescope. Ten missions remained classified, with little or no information publicly available. Ultimately, the fatalities on Challenger in 1986 and Columbia in 2003 helped to bring about an end of the shuttle program. The investigation into the loss of Columbia concluded that safety improvements would be far too costly. The program was shut down after construction of the International Space Station. My time is up. For Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. 
Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest group news. Summits on the air. Worldwide flora fauna program. Parks on the air and other adventure groups. In New Zealand, hams will be activating summits and remembering a devoted SOTA friend and colleague as we hear from Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, on Amateur Radio Newsline. The sudden death of Andrew White, ZL3CC, in March of 2018 was a difficult loss for many of the amateur radio friends who had come to know the Christchurch operator through summits on the air and his SOTA activation blog. New Zealand hams are especially grateful that Andrew played a big role in establishing SOTA on the South Island. On May 1st, 2016, the day the South Island officially became active in the SOTA program, Andrew rode happily on his blog and thanked many friends on the team who helped make it happen. Many of his radio friends set aside the closest Saturday to what would have been Andrew's birthday to hold Andrew White ZL3CC Memorial Day. This year, it's on the 9th of September. It's a day of activation, summit-to-summit contacts where possible, and then fellowship at a nearby cafe, often near the Banks Peninsula summits. Operators will be able to honour Andrew and work towards the ZL3 award at the same time. It would no doubt please him to know that the South Island summits are still alive with RF. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. Learning to send and copy Morse code involves many schools. Vince Alvino, writing in TurboFuture.com, has an article on such skills. In this article, he covers six of the most important ones, and knowing these will make anyone a better CW operator. They are listening, timing... Instant character recognition, codes and abbreviations, attention, and mirroring. Mirroring, you say. When starting a new conversation, QSO, it is best to mirror the speed of the other person. This is a distinct sign of a good operator, and not just in CW. The first thing is to identify their speed and adjust to them. Then you want to match their QSO by sending your information in the same format they sent to you. If they send their location, name and weather report, then return the same three things in that order. After that, add something new or turn it back over to them. It is difficult to know the skill level of someone you've just started a new QSO with, and this makes it easier for them to copy what is being sent. This is called mirroring because your sending format matches or mirrors theirs. September is Canadian Straight Key Month. The Straight Key Century Club's yearly on-air event promotes the club's many Canadian members. This year, VC3K is the special call sign that has been granted in Canada for this event, which is referred to as Canadian Straight Key Month. VC3K runs September 1st through to September 30th and is a perfect time to introduce or reacquaint amateurs to the fun of hand-keyed Morse code sent with straight keys, bugs and sideswipers. 
SKCC members and non-members alike are welcome to hunt the Canadian-based VC3K stations. Non-members are encouraged but not required to use straight keys for their VC3K contacts. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier. NASA officials have sounded an alarm about the agency's Deep Space Network, a collection of antennas here in Australia and in California and in Spain, used to maintain contact with missions scattered across the solar system. Everything from NASA's Artemis missions to the Moon to the Voyager probes in interstellar space rely on the Deep Space Network to receive commands and transmit data back to Earth. There are currently around 40 missions that rely on the DSN's antennas to stay in communication with controllers and scientists back here on Earth. Another 40-plus missions will join the roster over the next decade or so, and many of the 40 missions currently using time on the network will likely still be operating over that time. Sandra Kaufman, Deputy Director of NASA's Astrophysics Division, said, We have reached a really critical point on the DSN's ageing infrastructure. Cole, VK3GTV, joins us now with some IOTA news. On October 4th, 2023, a band of 10 experienced Radio D expeditioners will be QRV from Swains Island in the South Pacific, OC200. Particularly those in VK4, Swains Island is nothing to do with your off-coastline Swains Reef. This much sought-after QSO on Swains is ranked number 27 on the Club Long Most Wanted DXCC list. DX Hall of Famer and W8S teammate Adrian Shaperica, KO8SCA, explains their entire operation in detail, including the team's unique relationship with the island owners, the Jennings family, who are providing a significant amount of logistical support for the trip. Before you get on the air and make a contact, learn more about Swain's and the effort being made to bring you this rare DXCC, IOTA and POTA contact via the YouTube link that you'll find in the text edition of this broadcast. Thanks, Carl. And in other IOTA news, IOTA Limited has, from the 1st of September 2023, established a de-expedition fund to help reduce the costs of expeditions to the rarer and less accessible IOTA groups. Administered by the IOTA Board, it will consider making grants to operations from IOTA references confirmed by less than 25% of IOTA members based on the last 10-year listing in IOTA's most wanted list. The grant request should be submitted more than 30 days prior to the operation's start and the evaluation and grant process is based on various criteria, including the rarity of the IOTA reference, planned number of stations on the air, of days operating of contacts made, of bands and modes used, QSL and QSO matching practice, and estimated cost of the expedition project. Worldwide special interest groups, maritime, including ILLW News, ILLW, 17th of August 2024 to 18th of August 2024. Australian Lights, planned and advised to WIA, AU0102, Point Charles, Northern Territory, Darwin Amateur Radio Club. So, we are sure more than one club already has plans for 2024. 
Let us know here at the news desk so we can start reminding all of what is going to happen August 17th to 18th next year. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio, Hurricane Idalia. FCC approves ARRL petition to aid emergency communications. ARRL, the USA National Association for Amateur Radio, has received approval from the Federal Communications Commission for an emergency waiver to facilitate amateur radio emergency communications for hurricane relief. The request, filed by the ARRL Washington, D.C. Council, sought a waiver of HF symbol rate restrictions. The waiver, which was granted August 30th, is for a 60-day relief period from the rules, based upon the immediate need related to the threat of Hurricane Adalia. It would cover use directly related to any additional hurricanes that may develop within the 60-day period. Only messages related to these hurricanes would be permitted to be sent via the higher speed modes, and only publicly documented modes would be allowed. ARRL Director of Emergency Management Josh Johnston, KE5MHV, said the rate increase will help responsibilities, and said... The increased symbol rate provides for faster, more efficient message transmissions for digital communications. He said these modes, such as WinLink, are used to send forms for served agencies and other data that can be vital during a disaster. Meanwhile, Section Manager of the ARRL Northern New Jersey Section, Robert Booz, W2 OD and section manager of the ARRL Southern New Jersey section, Tom Prizer, N2XW, have signed a memorandum of understanding with representatives from the American Red Cross New Jersey region. The MOU focuses on disaster planning and response for communities within New Jersey during and after a disaster event. As a part of the MOU, amateur radio emergency service teams in New Jersey will aid with communications in support of disaster relief through training, testing and exercises, and by providing emergency communications to support local shelter operations. This is especially important when normal communications are disrupted or overloaded. I'm Bruce. VK3 Triple F from Sunny Bendigo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au. 2023 Social Scene, and don't forget, clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section. And details of all WIA-affiliated clubs and societies can be found on the WIA website, including email addresses and website links, wia.org.au, and it's on this Thursday, September 14. The Hunter Radio Group meeting at Newcastle TAFE at the School of Electronic Trades at Ties Hill will be an extra special event. You don't have to be there to take part, as Amateur Radio New South Wales is providing a Zoom link. Details will be in the text edition of this news. What's so special, you might ask? Jonathan Taylor, K1RFD, the developer of Echolink, 
will be the featured speaker all the way from Connecticut, USA, between 6pm and 9pm Eastern Australian Standard Time, which means he's making a major effort as his time is 15 hours behind ours. With around half a million registered amateur radio users worldwide, Echolink has proven its flexibility and popularity with compatible software versions now available for just about any operating system, even including mobile phones. Jonathan is a very cluey guy, so this event promises to be something out of the box and unlike anything else you would expect from a radio club meeting. Join us at the club or join the Zoom link between 6 and 9 p.m. next Thursday. For the Hunter Radio Group and WIA National News, I'm Graham, VK2FA. From the Hunter, a little further north, not too far, up to Lismore, in VK2 at Sarkfest, happens 8am September the 23rd. Happening in Hobart for the whole of Australia, Alara Meet, November 4 and 5. VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest at the Eastbourne Primary School, happens Sunday, November 12. And in VK5, Amateur Radio Experimenters Group, the Radio and Electronics Sale, November 26. And one to put in the diary. 2024, it's the WIA AGM. Happens in Bundaberg in VK4, May 4 and 5. Now, as we leave you this week, WIA News rebroadcasters often give shortwave listeners a welcome to the broadcasters. They commence callbacks straight after the local news. Local news follows the national news in all states, and it would be great if those SWLs would email reception reports and location to callbacks at wia.org.au. Again, callbacks at wia.org.au. And of course, the same goes for those streaming it on either Bevan's ATV versions or off the WIA website. So now, till next we meet, I am Graham, I'm VK4BB, and I'm here to remind you to walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.